God is all there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning. Are you ready to say yes to spirit? Yes. Me too. Me too. So I hope if you're listening, you are also ready to say yes to spirit. Um, This is a weekly show, and what my name is Tracy, and what Leslie and I do every week is do a touch base with how are we (laughs) saying yes to spirit, how does saying yes to spirit help us, do our lives the way we want to do them or live our lives the way we want to live them. And that encourages us, and we hope it encourages you as well. When you were saying, are you ready to say yes to spirit, I had this image of, you know, high school cheerleaders. I've got spirit. How about you? You know that thing, that chant they do? I thought, I'm a cheerleader for God. (laughs) I mean, that's... It's a cute little analogy. Tracy's frozen. Her face is like, I think it's a cute analogy to be a cheerleader for God. I've got spirit. How about you? I love it. I, I, I am sitting here with this look of amazement on my face. or might be horror. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell. Right, because they're the same energy, right? Just at different ends of In the scale. Um, because... I think that's brilliant, and it just reminds me, never never think I know what to expect. (laughs) What could happen in my mind? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I like that. And you're always talking about things we say that could become a bumper sticker. Yes. I see that as a bumper sticker. <laughs> I've got spirit. And then in small print about you, how about you? <laughs> I buy that bumper there sticker. There you go. I like it. I like it. Or now, the you know, the, on Facebook, the big thing is people taking quotations or slogans. And what really happens is, and making a graphic out of it that could be like an, a poster on an 8.5 by 11 piece of paper. Okay. Um, and having some great design around it. Oh. And, and then can you download it or just print yeah, it to look can, at? You can print them out. I, I mean, see. but on Facebook, then they just like look like little, um, you know, little small placards or photos. But if you were to download it, it would be like a half page or a full page. It's like that would be oh. great to to do that with. That Facebook thing. I've got a. I've got to figure that out. So you're like already on Facebook. I thought that. I just you might never just look want at to it. use it. Sometimes. I never look at it. So uh, every week we have a theme on Say Yes to Spirit, and this week our theme is passion. Oh. Passion. And um, and so that's what we're going to talk about mostly, but in the first five, six, eight minutes, we reconnect the dots with our previous topic, which was receiving are you ready to receive or receiving or something like that? <laughs> Tracy's theme for 2012, receive. And it's an interesting connect the dots from passion to receiving. I really think for me I've discovered the um, thing that lights the match of receiving is the passion. I think that for a lot of my life and still in my life many times, I say the affirmations. I have an intellectual belief about it. I um, sort of linearly, and I also make up words linearly and I make you expect them to define them, but, you know, on kind of a straight line, I am aware of receiving or what I want to receive, what I'm focused on. But until I have passion, I don't think I ignite that divine connection into action. So I think passion is a, is a real interesting topic to follow up receiving because 
when I have found myself in passion, when I have found myself in the excitement of that, it seems like the manifestation and the receiving just build quicker and quicker and the cycle shorter and shorter in terms of um, thinking and then receiving. So passion, I think, is a powerfully good topic. I think that's a fabulous connect the dots. And what you triggered for me was two things. One, that with law of attraction, as well as when we talk about the power of prayer, we talk about the feeling part of that, Mm -hmm. the conviction part of that. Mm, I like that word. And the... Uh, the feeling tone being so important in law of attraction that you can't, you don't just attract what you think, you attract what you are so focused on and what you feel good about. Right. Or what you feel strongly about. And um, and in the power of prayer, that conviction piece is also, it's the feeling. How do you feel mm-hmm. about it? Do you really feel like that? So I think you're right that, Receiving is linked to that. The second thing you trigger for me with that connect is that passion is, if I were to define passion, I would say strong emotion. Mm-hmm. And so whether that's strong, it's strong positive emotion or strong negative oh, emotion, it's still passion. Okay. And, that, and so we do attract mm-hmm. what we feel the most what we feel strongly about. Mm -hmm. So if we believe that we'll never receive anything and we're really strong in that, Mm -hmm. we'll never receive anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so as we get into passion today, we talk about how, again, it's the same energy of passion, but sometimes it's on one end of the scale and sometimes it's on another. And I never thought of that. I can't wait to talk about that because I never thought about passion not being... Positive, isn't that curious? Okay, so let's take a break. And for those of you listening, you know, grab a cup of tea or coffee and or your favorite beverage, and uh, come back in one minute and join us for a discussion about passion on Say Yes to Spirit. today is passion. What does passion have to do with saying yes to spirit? What does it mean to live your passion? Mm. What does saying yes to spirit have to do with expressing your passion? Mm. That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm trying to think, who was it? Oh, it was George Lucas. Is that the film director that did Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Oprah, my favorite person. If I had to worship someone in human form, it would be Oprah. But uh, she has a new, and that's just disgust on Tracy's face right now. She has a new show on her own network called um, Portraits or something, where she goes to famous people and you know gets yeah. their philosophy on life. Mm-hmm. And I guess George Lucas does a lot of talking to young students in colleges, not just film students, but just young people. And he said that he tells them to like keep a journal or look through their whole week and what things that they do during the week that they get really excited about. Is it, you know, talking to people? Is it, you know, taking out the trash? Is it, you know, finding, you know, some money or, you know, doing some math or something? What is the thing 
in their classes or in their just their routines of their lives that they get excited about, that they have, and he used the word passion, they get excited about. And he said, that's the thing you've got to start thinking of a way to make money about. Mm-hmm. Because he said, that's how really money is really made when you find the thing that you have passion about and you figure out a career that has that element to it. And I thought that was interesting to... He said, you know, a lot of times people think, you know, I want to be famous, I want, you know, I want to make a lot of money, or I want to be this or that. He said, and they forget the part that everybody has an individual ignition switch, I think he talked about. Nice. I like that. And I think that's true. When you ask that question, what does saying yes, uh, or what does it mean to live your passion, I think there's a part of that that, you know, our employment, how we make our money is so much a part of our lives find a way that we're expressing passion in that. Mm-hmm. Well, and a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the manifestation process, I think we got into a little bit of a conversation around purpose versus passion. Mm. And and I'm remembering us also talking about is passion, is your passion your purpose? Mm-hmm. Or is passion the way that you pursue your purpose? Ah, right, right. Like my purpose is my reason for existing or my reason for being, and if I pursue that with passion or not. Mm-hmm. Um, is passion how you do something, or is your passion what you do? I mean, I, and I think we use it in, in the English language in contemporary ways, we use the word both ways. We use it as a thing, as a noun, your passion. Oh, right, right. What is your passion? And we use it to describe how we feel. I have passion about some other thing. Feeling passionate. Yeah. So it's a, um, it can be... I think it's a both and that that it's not an either or that you can you know use it both ways, but we have to really, as we're doing this conversation, be thinking about are we talking about someone's passion, the thing uh-huh, that uh-huh, they are uh-huh. um or how they are approaching life? ooh, I love that, Tracy Brown, and that just made me think you know I always use the idea of trying to live my life in a state of joy in a mm-hmm. state of being joyful. Mm-hmm. And now that I think about it, I think the same could apply to living life in a state of passion, a state of being passionate. And that would try to transcend even beyond what I do for a living or what I do for play, that, that my general um, my general personality has a passion about it. I like that. Well, right. that, and that fits what you did, what you said in the Connect the Dots, too. I've got pa- I've got spirit. Yes, I've got yes. passion. How about you? I've got <laughs> spirit. Mhm. Mhm. How about you? It's right. If you're living your life yes. every day, you're showing up on the bus, or in right. your car, in traffic, walking into work, being on the a conference call, whatever you do as you go through the day, going to the grocery store. Right. Are you doing that in a way that? demonstrate mm-hmm. that you are passionate about life or you have passion for spirit. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. spirit is, I mean, you know, it's like, it's so simple intellectually. Right. Yeah, I have passion about this. I'm living my life in that way. Then why is it that I am sitting in my car grumbling about right. either the traffic around me or the fact that I have to go to this meeting or that my, you know, kids were fussing and fighting and I'm, I have to be a mom. I mean, you know, whatever it is that's going on in your life, mm-hmm. how bad can it be? You know, that's really extraordinary. And I think that's, that's always the challenge I give myself to stay in an awakened state, to stay in a state of remembering that. And um, last night I had done a, a group at the, at Dallas County Women's Jail, and I was leaving the jail, and it was just getting dark, and the jail in Dallas is right by downtown Dallas. And I had one other thing. I had a client I had to see late last night, and I had left my house at 6.30 in the morning yesterday morning, and I 
was waiting for the red light, and I thought, golly gee, I have been on my feet for now 13 hours. I have two more hours ahead of me. This is just a bad day. And as soon as I said, it was like an awareness. I had to like, you know, I had to remind myself, this is a bad day. And then I thought, this is an amazing moment. I am here. I am breathing. I am literally an incarnation of the divine in human form that decided this is what the divine wanted to do today. And I thought, if I really believe that, then this is all going to shift. And when I was standing there at the light, and, you know, we all have these experiences, these moments, it's like everything got brighter. The night sky, the red light, the lights mm-hmm. from downtown Dallas, it kind of like flashed. And, you know, in that moment I really had that shift of, wow, what a what a kick. This is a kick. This is a great thing, you know. And and it's so interesting how easily I forget that. So do I understand you <laughs> to say Yes, Tracy. You had a little bit of a mystical experience. <laughs> I, if there had only been a wall in front of me to walk through. You could have walked through the wall. <laughs> I mean, the light got brighter. The world got brighter. Yes, isn't that fun? Okay. Um, And what you trigger for me is there is a quote that I just love, um, and I'm going to see if I can find it. Yes. Um, And and it'll then reconnect with what you just said about yeah. This I think you said this is a kick. Yes. Right. I get to be the divine in human form, experiencing all of this. But I think it is our passion for life itself, Mm. for expressing life. So the Lucas comment, Mm -hmm. you know, find something that you enjoy doing that ignites a spark in you Mm -hmm. and create your career or your work or your life Mm -hmm. around doing those kinds of things, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, oh, how could you not be passionate about your life? Even though every job and every career and every path has some things that are tedious or boring or repetitive. Right. If you know that you're doing that in service to a bigger vision, Mm -hmm. you can get through all of that stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. It is way sad that I didn't hear that, you know, 30 years ago when I was choosing my life path. But now, now. There's always now. (laughs) There is always now. There's only now. The holy now. Whatever happened in the past had to happen that way so you could appreciate mm-hmm. now. And that idea of um, finding the passion amidst the experience, whatever the experience is, is really, again, I think, and I, I don't ever really use that word passion, but it's, it's, it's the same thing of I use the word joy, I use the word bliss, Mm-hmm. But passion to me sounds like even more excitement, even a deeper energy, even a brighter, stronger juice than joy or bliss. Well, I think so I'm going to start using the word passion. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well, and I think joy and bliss have a softer quality. Mm-hmm. I think when we say passion, it could see if you notice when you even said that, all of you sat up and you got yeah, further and I got did. more animated. I am like liking passion. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there's a part in the human brain, I think, that says you can't sustain that. Uh-oh. That that's like over the top and where joy has that sense of it's an inner quality. Passion, it's it's. I think in the way we use it, mm-hmm. it's like you have to do something to express it. So you have to raise your voice and you have to raise wow. your energy. But I don't know if that's absolutely true. Yeah. Right, right. It's like the you know the Byron Katie question: Is that true? Yeah. Like no, I am passionate about a lot of things. But you're right; I don't necessarily use that word because it is it's more grounded in the inside like joy is mm-hmm. 
and it seems to ring at a higher decibel, yes. which, like you're saying, seems to be we tell ourselves, oh, I can't ring at that decibel, so therefore I must ring at that decibel all week, Tracy Brown. That is going to be my... I am so glad <laughs> I only have to see you once or twice this week. <laughs> Well, and, and that's an interesting you know, idea. But what that triggers for me also mm-hmm. is again that that I see passion whether I'm at one end of the spectrum or scale or the other. So the person who is grousing and complaining and bitching mm-hmm. and moaning mm-hmm. and telling you is so intent on telling you all the things that are wrong in their life, they're being very passionate yeah. about that. Just as the person who is, you know, off the charts happy or focused Mm -hmm. is off the charts passionate on the other end of the scale. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never thought about passion being... Depression. Depression. (laughs) Passionate about my depression. Right. The way I'm expressing my passion for what I believe about myself shows up in physical form as depression. And really, to get to a state of depression, you have to be pretty passionate you about your com- sadness. Right, you have to be committed <laughs> yeah. to being yeah. sad, um, unless we're talking about a chemical imbalance right. that you're not necessarily... Your neurons aren't firing correctly. Right, that's, that's a physical thing, but we're in the general scheme of things. But uh, I did find a quote awesome. related to when you said... You were standing at the light, and then you're like, wait a minute, this is a kick. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. You were listening to, um, so I don't have to repeat the whole quote. <laughs> so um, a friend, Garen Mormon, Mormon who, yeah, Mormon, um, is a coach and an amazing guy who's done, like, so many different things in life. In mm. one lifetime, you nice. go, like, how'd you fit all of that in one life? Um, and so he does these inspirational messages like so many other people do. And I had to save this one. I loved it so much. This is a good gig. This is a great ride. You are a piece of the divine shot through eternity straight from the heart of God to live as you within this time and place. You are not a physical being trying to attain perfection and happiness, but a perfect spiritual being simply here to enjoy the ride. Let go, enjoy, and let the perfect life that you are shine through. Man, isn't that great? That's a big bumper sticker. I love that. <laughs> but I, when you were talking, because uh-huh. that first part of it, uh-huh. life, I mean, this is a good gig. Yes. This is a great ride. And you are a piece of the divine shot to eternity straight from the heart of God. I love that. And what that does is that takes life and makes it a gig. Because I think I think, oh, this could be a good part of my day. Or I'm looking forward to that minute or that person or that experience. But I don't look at the whole as this is it. This is a gig. Life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is right. If we looked at the whole of it, yeah, then I would take a different perspective many days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is. It's just a matter, and I don't know. I wonder, because I'm so committed to the belief of it. For me, it is just a matter of remembering it. Um, I I can remember a time when I didn't really believe it, but I would say it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, there's different places and different stages that we go through. And when I was in that stage of saying it but not really believing it, there would be this little kind of when every time I would say it. Right. Liar, liar. Right, right, right. And to really push through that is, oh, I'm going to use that four-letter word, Tracy. <laughs> so listeners in unison, we say together... It's work. <laughs> it was work for me. Let's just say that. It was work for me, by golly. Um, but it was, <laughs> and, and uh, I think it, it, it was what it took for me to get to that point of really believing it. And I don't, I absolutely know the Eckhart Tolle moment and the experience of many of my friends, you know, the work, and like you said, your work is, passion joy and joy 
so that word means something completely different to you. But I do the, the action around being committed to my, or you know, um, not even being committed, but but accepting and really believing my belief instead of just saying it, but really having it resonate on a feeling level took some time for me. Took some living. Took some human experience. I'm just going to say one sentence until you speak because I'm pretty much done <laughs> with that thought. What you trick you uh, you're triggering a lot going on in my mind this morning, and so um, so as I was listening to you give that example, it was like okay, so yeah, you learn things, and then you start saying them. Mm. You know, talking the talk, but not necessarily walking the walk. So you learn it, or you get exposed to it, and then you start saying it. And then do you need to believe it before you feel it, or do you need to feel it before you believe it, and then you live it? That is definitely a bumper sticker. So, um, but you, Let so me see. So the question like, do you be- you learn it? You learn it. You say it. Mm-hmm. Then do you feel it before you believe it, or do you believe it and then you start feeling it? Can I feel something before I believe it? Oh man, Tracy. Hmm. I think. Or I- do you believe it? And you start living it, and then you start feeling. No, I think you have to feel, you have it, to before feel it before you can you live, live it. it. Yes, I agree with that. But whether you believe it before you feel it, how would I feel it if I didn't believe it? So I guess on some level, or well, I don't know. For me, this is a. I know this might seem like <laughs> listeners. If you're not used to us kind of going off on a side trip. Although it's related to passion because it's, sure. it's what's oh, yeah. happening before you get to the passion right. Right. Or, of yeah. living in that way. So there's a part of me that says, I feel it, and because I feel it, I believe it. Mm-hmm. But then there's another part of me that says, no, I keep saying it, and I keep working with it, and I really believe it, and then I start putting myself in situations where... Oh, it demonstrates, and the feeling is there. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that is what I believe. Okay, so I think I'm coming back to you believe it, and then you feel it. Are you? See, I'm thinking now, I'm thinking probably it happens for different people depending on how they operate. And, you know, as a psychotherapist, I operate in my mind. I intellectualize everything first. Yes. So I believe it, and then I think it triggers the feeling because that's my comfort level is believing it's easier for me to believe than it is to feel so and if someone's uh, driven and guided by their emotions right then they feel it and because it shows up in their feelings then that confirms the belief or strengthens Strengthens their belief in it and see and i would think you have that feeling you're more in touch with your feelings it appears (laughs) (laughs) it appears yeah, you're feeling, you know, you seem more, you live, a, a, I would say that, that that's a closer link to you, that you might feel it before you believe it. Yeah, I'm, I am use both, mm-hmm. and I, I, actually I use both about equally. Oh, cool. But, yeah, I do know my reaction, people who I know, and this is not um, a, a side way around saying you because it's not even you that I'm thinking about. I'm uh-huh. thinking about a couple of other My people. My friend. <laughs> I'm thinking about a couple of other people who I know are so driven by they you know, by their the analysis part of their brain right. that they would not allow themselves to feel right until they had analyzed all the options and if it's not intellectually stimulating mm-hmm. they don't get to feeling, unless it's, you know, an emergency. Mm-hmm. If their kid walks in, you know, having a, um, an injury and blood coming out of their arm, emotion is going to be there. But they're still intellectually going, what do I do now? What do I know to do in this mm-hmm. situation? Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, yeah, I think maybe we put feel it and believe it side by side. Depending on, yeah, no, I like that, I like that. Yeah. And I think you have to hear it first. And that's an interesting thing, to learn it. I think I have to hear it first. I have to be a, it has to come across my screen. And that's what we talk a lot about in the jail with these women that are incarcerated is most of their lives have been on like one city block, you know, maybe not literally, but their experience has been so small, they don't have, they've never heard options, they've never heard choices, they've never heard, and so they literally don't have a choice because it's not ever come to their awareness. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, and so I use learn it because I think we learn it learn in different ways. No, like, true that. Yeah, that you might have read it. You might have read a book. Oh, I got you. So you're incorporating or you might have heard a lecture. You or you might have heard um, something on the radio, or you might have watched Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we learn it. I got you. By all these different sort, or it might from someone's example, mm-hmm. you know, someone that's really friendly in the grocery store or at your place of employment, and you are exposed to a different way. Yes, that's a way, great way of putting living. it. You got to be exposed to it before you can, yeah. And I so you. you, and and so learn it might not be the, the right word, but you take it in in some way. Mm-hmm. Is from an external source, so that 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 awakens your awareness to it, right? Mm-hmm. The learning piece, and then that belief and feeling. And then you start saying it or talking about it. Oh, right, right. Saying it, talking it, bringing it in, making it real. And uh, yeah, cool. And so the so how does any of that or all of that link to passion? And I I think it links because we cannot be, I don't think you can have passion for something until you believe and feel it. Yeah, I'm just thinking as I, I say that, could I be passionate about an idea that I just got exposed to. And I don't think so. I think I can be interested in it. I think I can be excited about it. Right. But I cannot live in a way that is could be described as passionate until I believe it is for me or or for I'm you know, if I'm a politician and I'm passionate about an idea for the good of the company or the, the good of the country, or the city, or the county. Um, but I'm passionate about it because I've gotten to the point where it's no longer just an idea. It's no longer just a concept. It is, I strongly believe, that it is the right direction, or it is the way to go, or it is the thing to do, or it is the thing to say. And I'm invested. And now would that be passion the noun, and then you could be passionate as a way of life that would be different than that? No, I think you have, as I'm thinking through it now, I'm thinking you got to be pretty far along that continuum. That it's not, you can't be passionate, or I wouldn't use passionate to describe something that I'm just learning about. Interested, excited, yes, but... That's interesting, isn't it? That we're passionate. We do kind of reserve for this, you know. I guess, and I always think of it in sex. You know, you reserve it for the orgasm. You know, that's the passion. All the foreplay is leading to that. Mm-hmm. Well, why can't the foreplay of life be passionate as well? But it is kind of a word that seems to be regulated to a certain, like octave above everything else, kind of experience. In the way that, in the way that we use it in the United States in this culture, in this period of time. Um, Now, I'm sure there are people who say, you know, I'm passionate about ending domestic violence. And 
if the only thing that they are doing is saying they are passionate about it, to me they're interested in it. They're not passionate about it. Because if they were mm-hmm. passionate about it, they would be, I could ask them, so what do you do, you know, where do you volunteer? Or, you know, they would be sharing that they, you know, go a cert- on a certain regular schedule to work at a women's shelter or that they are um, part of a group of people who um, teaches, maybe they have a therapist background and they do crisis com- or conflict communication training mm-hmm. to men and women, for men and women, for couples. Or maybe they um, are wealthy and they are passionate enough about it that they write a check every year for $50,000 of their money. You know, some for me, passion has has some action. Has to be connected. Has some action. How are you living it? Because you are passionate about that or because that is your passion, how does that show up in physical, tangible ways in the way you do life? Otherwise, it's just intellectual exercise. Mumble jumble. <laughs> well, yeah. And is the is the idea of saying yes to spirit is that is that an igniter of passion? If I'm saying yes to spirit in everything I do, does that is can that be the action? The saying yes to spirit that gen, that ignites the passion to the ordinary? Ooh, you know what Ooh. just came to mind what? was. I have spirit. You wow. <laughs> I have spirit. Um, the idea that if I say yes to spirit, of course, spirit's response. It cheers back. Yes. Spirit's <laughs> response is a passionate Yes, uh-huh. I say yes to spirit. Spirit's response back is a passionate yes, which then is really just kind of the mirror of now what am I going to do about that? Mm-hmm. How am I going to show that? How am I going to demonstrate that? And that whatever it is that I want to do that reflects that passion, spirit's answer is always yes. Mm-hmm. Go do that, yes. The resources will be provided. Yes, everything will come together to support that. But it's up to me to decide what I'm passionate about. What you're putting out, the because the, the, you, I guess in theory, then do use your example from earlier. I could be putting out passion about things just never quite work for me. Exactly. And spirit says yes. Exactly. Or I could be putting out the feeling that, you know, I'm one one behind. Spirit says, yes. Whatever's going to make you happy. Whatever you're feeling, whatever you're believing. Spirit says, yes. That's so, yeah. That's that, a, that whole concept of placing an order with the universe. Mm. Am I ordering based on what I know or believe to be my purpose in the world and what I'm passionate about? And the answer is always, yes, I am. So if if what I believe my purpose in the world is, is to be the oldest child who always has to take care of my five younger sisters and brothers and give up my own dreams in the world, and I'm committed to that. Mm-hmm. And I believe that at such a deep level, and that then leads to me complaining to the people who are around me about how I never get what I want, the universe is simply saying yes because I'm so passionately connected to that. Mm -hmm. And so it looks like a negative thing. It looks like a bad life. But but spirit is always simply saying yes. Excitedly saying yes. Right. Yeah, And, and spirit is always coming from that, that perspective of the only way I, if spirit had, or God had an eye, but, you know, the only way I can experience the whole range of human life is by saying yes to whatever you choose. Free will. Then, yeah, then the universe is always excitedly and passionately saying, 
Yes, okay. Okay, that's what you want to experience in this life, and so my job is to support that. Yeah, that's a really deep, deep, deep idea, and and I certainly believe it 100%, but I think if you're hearing it for the first time, it's extraordinary to believe that Pat, that, that spirit would scream back, yes, you can fail at everything you do, excitedly. If that spirit would have the same passion for that yes as it does to the yes, you could be successful beyond your wildest dreams. Which is different from looking at that as punishment. I'm being, right. all these bad things are happening because I'm being God punished. must not like me, yes. God yes. must have, yes. What did I ever do to upset God? The gods are against me. And that's really, really, really deep. Okay, that's so deep that let's just go back to the light easy stuff. <laughs> no, 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 I like it. I like it that deep. I like it that deep a lot. And I thought about the other day I was around a friend that just has that negative uh, spin on everything. And I even noticed when I said, you know, the weather's been really, really beautiful the last couple of days, she said, oh, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. And I thought, good golly. Everything has this negative spin on it. And I thought, I want to tape record. Because there's no way she could be aware how committed she is to this downtrodden, it's going to rain tomorrow, don't enjoy the sun today kind of attitude. And when I look at the you know external circumstances of her life, many things are hard. There's another four-letter word. H-A-R-D. Oh, my goodness. But... Um, so I, um, I, I'm resonating, so resonating with your example, because I have two people who I really consider friends, who I just know now. You know, it's almost like I kind of shield myself. They yes. are my friends, and yes. they are who they are. And they, in, the, in this case, I've decided to keep them as friends in my life, and uh, and be a friend to them. And they are friends to me in their own way. Yes. <laughs> Your whole tone of voice changed. And they are friends to me in well, their own way. I mean, and, <laughs> you know, however, so when you said, you know, I just want to, like, tape record because she couldn't possibly know. Yes. So um, I just want to tell you that I didn't try tape recording, but with one of these friends, I have on more than one occasion, you know, attempted to... Just share. Oh, good not you, at times, Tracy. Not at times when they were in, you know, really right. bad situation, but I, you know, little things here and there. And then um, on one occasion, actually saying, you know, I just, I just am struck, and I was really <laughs> careful. I was so being so careful. You know, I'm just really struck at how you are now in the situation that is everything you said you wanted. And for the last 15 minutes, you've been telling me about all the things that aren't going to work. Wow. That aren't going to, you know, and I'm just, I'm just struck by that. And I'm, you know, there's, is it just a habit to look mm. for the bad? Yes, yes. That's a good question. Or are you really concerned that, you know, everything you're saying that is showing up is perfect, but all you're talking about is what could happen, what's going to go wrong, and how this person is. And she hung up on me. (laughs) (laughs) She literally hung up on you? Literally hung up on me. And I'm like, there's some passion behind that, isn't there? The, the commitment to, uh, yeah, uh, well, so three things happened. <laughs> One, I was like, oh, okay. Wow. And I realized that, you know, and I'm I'm closer to 60 than 50. I'm closer to 60 than even 55 now. <laughs> and so... And this has happened in the last year. And I realized that I've lived, you know, all these years, and I never, ever had anyone hang up on me on the phone, ever, in my entire life. Wow. Oh, yeah, I've had that happen. (laughs) That probably doesn't surprise you, but, yeah. So, I mean, and I know the concept of people hanging up on (laughs) you. 
And I've been in conversations You've where... You've seen it on TV. And I've seen it on TV, uh, yes. yes, and in movies. Yes. And I've had conversations that were really tense, but there was an agreement. Let's end this conversation for now. Right. We and said goodbye. You know, and it's... But to have someone say... Did she say anything? Or he say anything? They just hung up? They say, screw you? I can't have this conversation now and hung up. But it uh, was, no, not even now. I can't have this conversation and hung up. So, I mean, yeah. but it was still so abrupt because it was in the middle of, uh-huh. like, you know. It's like, okay. So that was, like, kind of then I had my stuff to work through about, <laughs> wow, somebody hung up on me. <laughs> and then I got back to, okay, the investment. The investment. That's passion. Yes. And I think that's one of the reasons, not just that particular example, but when I think about passion, it's like the passion is what am I so committed to. Yes. And if I'm committed to living in in a, in an unfriendly universe, if I'm committed to live a life where people are against me, not for me, if I'm committed to suffering, I'm, well, and if that's the way I believe the world is, right. then I probably don't think I'm suffering. But you know, it's it that is the way the world is, and I passionately believe that. Then my life looks a certain way. Right. If I'm committed with passion to making a positive difference in the world, to being of service, to um, you know, I, I, then my life might look like Gandhi or Martin Luther King or Mother Teresa or, you know. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is I'm passionate about really shows up in what my life looks like. Right. And if we want to know what we're passionate about, I suppose we can take a look around at the external circumstances that are manifesting in my life and and see how my passion has come to bear. We definitely see what we're committed to mm-hmm. by looking at our external, our physical circumstances of life. What is it that I am committed to? That definitely shows. And then what is the bridge between commitment and passion is a question. Hmm. Is what I'm committed to automatically by default a representation of what I'm passionate about? Could we use commitment and passion as synonyms? I would say probably yes. And if you have, and the level of passion or the amount of passion has to do, I think, with the time frame of manifestation. The stronger my passion about the commitment, the quicker it manifests. So then we're back to feeling <laughs> as a key element yes. Yes. in whatever it is that we do and experience in life, how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. And to really ferret out that, oh, I like that term, ferret out. don't know where that came from, but, you know, ferret how they ferret things out, little dee hole. But ferret out, you know, what is that core belief or core feeling that is kind of creating the the pattern of my life? And is that, you know, what I want it to be? Because I can change it in any moment. The really good news is I can can reconnect to a passion on a different level. But I do think there. Did, was awareness in our little cycle somewhere? What was that? Up in around the learning cycle, right? Around the mm-hmm. learning phase. I think I have to kind of be aware of what, what, what I am committed to, what I am feeling passionate about, to be able to say, "Oh no, put the brakes on that." And it sounds like your friend is, is probably. I mean, I I, I do think it's a really tough nugget for me when I believe what I believe. Yes. Like you were saying, if I really believe that people are really out to kind of get me and that the world is, you know, conniving against me, if I really believe that, to say, no, the deck of cards is stacked in your favor and people are conspiring for your good, just seems stupid. Exactly. So how does one shift that 
beliefs even become open to the possibility, to the idea. Because I know a lot of people in my life, over the span of my life, have really just kind of discounted me as stupid <laughs> or naive or not really, you know, in touch with or not experienced enough or... Right, because you clearly need to <laughs> be more realistic. That's exactly right. This is the tough world. Right. People will stab you in the back and people, <laughs> right. And it's competitive and all of those things. And, uh-huh. um, I, and which is a perfect link to what we always try to do in every show is talk a little bit about what spiritual practices yes, right. would support uh, saying yes to spirit. And so, you know, I, I even though we it comes up all the time, I I do think affirmations in this case are in, an important tool or an effective tool to use to claim and then live your passion or to claim and live a life in a way that has the passion that I wanted to have. I mean, so affirmations, which require you then to be clear about what is it that you want. What is it that you want to be experiencing and claiming that? And it's in this in this um, these this four step process of being aware or learning it, saying it, believing it, feeling it, and then living it. Five steps. Um, that it's the affirmations at that early stage of we say it, we talk about it. Right. Even though it may not yet be true. Or we might not yet feel it or believe it. Right. Or we say it over and over and over again. Yes. I am so happy the universe is conspiring for my good. Right. Over and over, over and, and over. over, and it might be three years later <laughs> when I'm actually, without thinking about right. it, right. talking about with other people about you never believe what happened today. Every light on my way to work turned green right as I approached it. I didn't have to stop one time for a red light. Well, isn't that great? Versus. You know, every there's six lights between here and work, and five of them were, three of them were red, and I had to sit there and wait. Three of them were green, but three of them were red, and that's what I talk about. Instead of talking about the other, and really those affirmations, that I think is the uh, the the unlocking of that train of thinking. I think the affirmations are like like water on the Grand Canyon. They will indeed cut through rock, a rock of a belief that's not the truth. But there has to be some commitment to to to, to saying it. And I had a conversation with Reverend Beatrice, my spiritual teacher, this morning where I called her. I got a call from my neighbor this morning and she had found uh, one of my kitties had died. And that's a trigger for me. And instead of getting into panic, I called Reverend Beatrice and said, okay, I need to not get into panic. I don't want to on some level, I believe if I freak out and become hysterical that I'm being a better parent to my four-legged child, you know, that, that mm-hmm. is part of my belief system. And so we talked and had a real exchange of energy in my mind, so calm after that conversation. And she was so funny. She said, Leslie, it only took four years for you. <laughs> this is good. Thank you for laughing out loud. <laughs> I'm perfect. sorry. Rewind. That was perfect. <laughs> okay. It really, you know, it only took you four. Is that how you said the part about I'm struck? <laughs> but anyway, um, it only took four years for me to call her in real time of a crisis that she continuously, because I've been working with her now for about four years. You know, says because I'll report to her after I package like, up with the crisis. This is beautiful. Yeah, right. What I did. Now right. tell me. Tell me I did good. <laughs> tell me I did good. And she even said, much exactly like you're laughing. You know, she said, "This is a lesson for me to never give up." <laughs> Isn't that lovely? I can teach my spiritual teacher never give up. That you know, in time. 
And I and we've been affirming for four years. You know, you can call me Leslie in the moment. You know, and I've been saying to myself, even when I've had crises, I can call Reverend Beatrice. I can call Reverend Beatrice. No, I can't. But you no, don't. I can't. But I don't. But I don't take the action. You know, I can do it. It's available to right? me. Well, and even though last week was about receive, we've already warned you that all year since it is my theme, We're going uh, every to week it will probably come up. And for me, that's the, the immediate link of the not, delay is not denial. Yes. Delay is not denial. And so when I really am focused on receiving or bringing certain things into my life experience that, I, I I might four years from now I'll be going, it only took four years. Is that fabulous? It only took four years. I thought it was going to take four days, maybe four months, but I'm so glad to see it. Now it's four years. And that is actually a topic for another show because our time is just about up. Um, but it just really an experience when I was 12 years old just came to mind. Oh, wow. That made me think that delay, mm. well, I knew delay is not denial, but I got something at 12 that I had wanted when I was nine. Ooh. And it was three years later, and I didn't really want it anymore, and it wasn't, you know, appropriate. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I never really made that connection until this minute that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I tend to be like, well, that's what I wanted then. You know, don't bring it to me now. Interesting. My birthday is next Saturday. Don't give me a present on Monday after. <laughs> My birthday is Saturday. <laughs> you know. I love it. You know, there was a, it makes me think of an Al-Anon guy, and Al-Anon last week said, uh, he said, I've been in health that programs for 17 years, and people ask me how I handle my problems. And he said, I just outlived them. <laughs> I, I love like that. that. Isn't that good? That's right. I just outlive them because, or there's an old, um, you know, old wives' tale or saying about just just keep living. That's right. Keep just living. keep living. That's right. You know what's so important now? Just keep living. It won't be so important, or what you don't understand now. Mm-hmm. Just keep living. Yeah. There's a lot of, and that could be a spiritual practice. I mean, just putting that one foot in front of the other, you know, and that in, invokes an idea of trust and, it's, and an idea of faith that if I just keep putting one foot in front of the other, one day, four years later, I will call my spiritual teacher in real time. And I love you, Tracy Brown. And Tracy Brown and I have an affinity for each other that goes way beyond ever agreeing with each other on anything. And so your spontaneous <laughs> laughter it's going to be a smile to me all day, my friend. I love it. I love it. You know me and you love me, and I like that. <laughs> okay, so we have two minutes left. In, oh, we don't. We only have one minute left in the show. Talk really fast. So, um, okay, so today's show has been all about passion. And if you couldn't tell, Leslie and I are saying yes, yes to spirit absolutely and having this conversation on a regular basis and relating saying yes to spirit to our lives in every way and we hope that you join us in that passion next week we'll be back and we'll be starting the month of february 2012 where the theme for the whole month is love yay and uh we'll start off the first saturday in february Agape love. Oh, that'll be a good tie-in to passion, agape love. It will. So that's what's on tap for us throughout the week. If you'd like to touch base, visit us at either GodInMyDay.com or ReclaimJoy.com, and we will see you next time. Until then, say yes to the Spirit.
outside But my heart's been hurt a couple times By a couple guys that didn't treat me right I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie Alexa, play meant to be Okay If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.